popcorn junkies with her. Haven't done one with her off the telly for absolutely ages. Um, and we are going to review a movie called The Assistant. It was due to come out at the cinema whilst we've been in lockdown. You can buy it on iTunes, sorry, for $9.99. Um, it stars Julia Garner, who's one of our, become one of our favourite actresses. She is in um, Ozark. She plays the, uh, was she drug addicted at the beginning, sort of? No. No, she just trailer, sort of trailer yeah. trash. I don't use that in a horrible way because she's far more than that in That's the film. That's what they would describe. That's the prejudice you're brought, in, yeah. is brought, you're brought into her with. Um, but it, this also stars Matthew McFadden, who we are enormous fans of from Succession. Um, the series, HBO series. So he has series. a tiny part. He has a tiny part, but it's a very significant part. Mm. So it's very, very cleverly done. Um, this is directed by Kitty Green, who I think is an Australian director. I think it's her first movie, but it was um, also uh, produced and edited by her, which is intriguing because it's quite a it's quite a director's film in a way. Um, anyway, so what is the concept? The concept is this is being talked about as a film that's loosely, not at all strictly, so they've avoided the legal mm -hmm. issues, mm -hmm. but it's probably the first film that, that eats at the edges of the um, Harvey Weinstein story. Uh, and the idea behind this film is that we sort of get a sense of this Harvey Weinstein figure who we never see, sort of you hear him and you have a sense of him very cleverly throughout the film. Uh, but it's, you have a sense of his goings on with women and his predatory nature uh, all through and from the perspective of Julia Garner, the assistant in the office's perception of things, really working within the office. Mm. Um, and it's quite, a, it's quite a tall, it's quite a, tall task really what they try to do with this film they don't show you the monster it's that classic thing almost with films like Jaws and horror films that mm. as soon as you show the monster you lose the sort of drama and in this film you never see the Weinstein character or the Weinstein looky-likey or whoever it is. Not once when he comes into the office Not when once. she's got the pizza in her mouth. You don't see no I think you only see the back you oh. only see the back of people's bodies walking in oh. and so and so this becomes quite a sort of curiously gentle but stressful film about being in the workspace and being part or one of the cogs of this monster's mm. machinery, really. Mm. Um, what did you think? How did you think as it got going and we got started? It's quite an right, austere so let me film. Start where it's quite I an austere st film. Okay, because where I ended up is different from where I started. It was... It was extremely sad. Mm. Right from the first moment that you were with her, with the, what's her character's name? She she manages, this actress, she really is quite phenomenal. She's quite an astonishing actress. She can tell you so many things without even a flick of an eyebrow. Mm, mm. She inhabits her roles so utterly. I imagine that she went through an awful lot, actually. Mm. To And I, I remember reading an interview with her last week, actually, and she said, she never takes a role that is in any Isn't way it, easy. In any she way has to easy. go through some heavy shit yeah. for, for, for the part. Um, I think austere is a really, really good word. It's all very muted, isn't it? And grey and dark. Like the sterile. Office. Sterile. Like there's, there's hardly any colour in it, mm. is there? It's like she's so pale and she's sort of... Her, her complexion and her clothes are almost all the same, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. And then you, and, and somehow that... that that gives you the feeling of what she's like inside as well. Deep, yeah. deep sadness. Yeah. Um, and she's in this... It's the tedium of her life. Yes. And, and I think the director is very brave the way she just keeps repeating that. 
yeah. through the day. Because you're just with her for one day. Absolutely. You feel like you're with her for about 10 years. Well, and you also know that that day is an emblematic day of her whole career. Yeah. You know that what she's yeah. doing in that day, she's doing every, every day. Every single day. And she does it extremely yeah, well. She's, I agree. She's, yeah, she does everything. And we were both saying, well, we'd employ her, wouldn't we? Oh, I mean, but she's such a good assistant. I mean, mm. you know, you, you and she's sitting and working in a very claustrophobic space mm, you put off, it, that's what i was going to say the actual office that she inhabits and the two other men in it thought, are brilliant i thought they're very clever because we don't see much from them no. but what we get it's like sushi storytelling really was economy of line mm. not many not it's not for everybody this film no. at all most people i think will say very, no, not i think you would argue it's a bit slow it's extremely slow although i wouldn't call it slow i would call it meditative when i think about would i tell anybody to watch this it's quite funny because i think about manchester by the sea that we both oh, absolutely yeah, yeah. loved Lucas and I, I was running around saying oh have you seen manchester by the sea and if i was like you kid, it's so boring. I was really disappointed by how many people so did find it so slow, boring. but yeah. I loved that I loved film. it. But I do think, you're right, I think it's a film that demands of you um, to be patient and to sit with it. It's a very and short film. I feel very claustrophobic. Yeah, I felt very claustrophobic. but it's a very short film, which is quite something. And I, I did, I did wonder, it? it's 83 minutes long, and, and that's almost shorter than a theatrical release, which is normally 90 minutes. And I had the tendency at times, this is my hypercritical sense of it, I did have a tendency at times to wonder whether they had a great idea that stretched to a longer than a short film. I thought it was a bit And true. I think they, they, they tried to not pad it out, pad it out is the wrong word, but I think there were sort of certain long years or certain shots of her moving between spaces that I would have myself, in an edit, would have cut down. But weren't we supposed to almost feel the irritation yeah. of the boredom of it all? I do. I think it was a really brave film because I think a lot of people will hate it. Yeah. But I do think that irritation, and I loved it, I did yeah. love it, that irritation that I had, I think she was putting us in the place. Yes. Yes. The, and it was quite, you know, very Well, I'll tell you what I also liked about it. Let's not beat around the bush as well. You know, the, the, the sort of Weinstein figure here, it is a film production company. I thought it was really counterintuitive to make a film about the film business as well. Really? That was very unshowy and unfilmy. Mm. And what you had was you have these scenes of young women, aspirant actresses, coming in with their CVs, their showreels, their photos. And you had, you know, uh, Julia Garner would be printing off countless photos. I thought that was an incredibly powerful shot. And again, what was so clever about this film was its conflation of administrative work yeah. with a sinister underbelly. Mm. So, for example, she was photocopying photos of countless women. And they held the shot. I've got goosebumps thinking about it. It was a very clever moment, that, because as those images kept landing, all I was thinking about was the number of women that had passed through Weinstein's hands. And it was really clever, because whilst this was happening... Mm. With while well, she was photocopying, it, and it was it leaned so much to Weinstein, didn't it? Even because all you would get were the muffled tones oh. from the other side of the door, and and yeah, the hubbub, the the yeah, and you the would noise, just the hubbub. and and you you see what we have to question of of ourselves as viewers, and when I got a bit irritated is. We want to, we wanted to see see something. We more wanted gratuitous. clarity. Yeah, we wanted to see a flash yeah, of something. Yeah, yeah, Is she yeah. going to walk in now and going to find him on top of her or yes. happen to give him a blowjob or whatever? Um, but actually, it was much better than that, the film, because it made us mm. feel it more in a way. Oh, it really did, it really because did. I think I, you're because right. everyone's desensitized to seeing stuff. I think you're absolutely right. And it was right. more sinister that we could just, we were just feeling the tones. Yeah. And there was one particular part in the film where, where a beautiful young actress comes in. 
and um, a woman, I think more a producer, she seemed mm. to have more status, brought her in. Oh yeah, we're gonna be, yeah, there's gonna be lots of things. She was just giving her this line mm. about how many um, uh, movies they were gonna be making that year and like grooming her as she took her in. And then as she came out and she said to Julia Garner um, character, I mean, she said, who's that? And she was a waste of my time. I know. And it was so chilling. So and it was chilling. a woman that took her in there. And then we go from afternoon to early evening to yeah. later evening to very, very late. Mm. Everybody's left. And you can still hear him in there. Mm. <laughs> had to have the sex hasn't happened no, yet. No, 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 no. And this is what we heard of Weinstein, wasn't it? It would be hours and hours. Hours and hours of getting Hours there. of talking yeah, to them. Yeah. And... And it was interesting, again, because all that administrative stuff that was going on and the claustrophobia and the air conditioning feeling yeah, yeah, the, yeah. and her eating the bowl of Cheerios, everything, I just felt exhausted because I've been in those similar kinds of situations where you've got a boring, powerful man mm. talking on and on mm. that you've got to kind of listen to. And actually, for me, it was more gratuitous than if I'd seen a full-on sex scene. I agree. And we saw nothing. This is all through the door. Yeah, I agree. It was not just through the door. I think something that I, I don't know if any of the reviewers have picked up on, I thought the sound design in this film was incredibly you clever. You that from the first frame. No, 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 I did. They, and there was a height, you could argue it was just louder than normal, but it was more sophisticated than that. They were highlighting the the everyday sounds of an office, the everyday sounds of I what she was doing. I think they would get an Oscar this time. Yeah, there was a moment yes. where she makes, I don't even remember, she made a smoothie or something, yeah. and the sound of that was yeah. held in such a discomforting way yeah. that all of the sounds in the office and the, the discomfort that came from them I thought was a beautifully poetic way of sort of expressing her inner sort of jangliness and sort of feeling. But then also on the sound design front, you very, I mean, if you watch this, guys, you will be frustrated by the audio on the phone conversations. You can't fully make out what's being said. Mm. And I think that's purposeful. But you get Definitely. a sense. You get you know a total exactly sense. what he said. Yeah, so like the it's Weinstein figure's wife calls in, her fury. She holds the assistant responsible for playing about with stuff. Then the assistant has to twice write an email to the Weinstein figure. And then the two guys, like almost hyenas in The Lion King, came around the back and said to her, no, say that you're really grateful for the job. Just keep it like this. And what that told you was in a different way, because the power struggle is different, they were as petrified, petrified as her. Well, there's that one little scene when the one comes out and he's had an absolute oh, bollocking. Oh, he's been roasted. And he's broken, but he's... Roasted. When she cries silently. Yeah. But also, with the sound, the scene where she's eating the Lucky Charms. Yes. Because everything, everything is about this monster of a man. Everybody's health. Mm. They're eating at their desk. You know, they're mm. working late into the night. She's finally had a bit of breakfast and she's having a lucky chance, but then she hears producers coming in and just the clanking of the spoon on her teeth was really mm. loud as she just tries to get two more mouthfuls as it goes into the sink. I just thought it was all genius. It, like, it was like abstract art where it you was. Do, one person can stand there and think it's one thing and another person and the, thinks. So I think it was, yeah, she's a bit of an artist, this director. And also I think it really reminded me in our business, in our business, there are so many supportive parts and roles that can so easily and quickly be ignored, you know, within mm. the production process. And I thought her invisibility was heartbreaking. Yes, and absolutely. her full knowledge was oh. staggering. When she goes into the lift and somebody comes in and she's lonely, lonely. and she's away from her parents and she's in this big Mr. city Dad's and everybody thinks she's got the best job in the world because mm. she's working in the movie business 
and the movie business is just as shit as every other business. It's a real finger up to the movie business, I wow. tell you. Wow, but it's just like every other business. It it's like everything in life, the hierarchy. You know, there's plenty of people walking around in the world that are just yeah. invisible because people think that. And yet, she was so deep, and she was she had so much feeling, and she the way she tries to save the girl that's mm. flown in and put oh, into the okay. hotel. Yeah. And like we're saying this, and you might be disappointed if you watch the film because you only. You don't quite see any of this. No, you get this sort of sense of it all. But let's just pause. Before we sum up, what about the Matthew McFadden scene? Matthew McFadden plays yeah. the head of HR, so she goes in to lodge a complaint about her concerns for the young other assistant who's clearly been brought in by the boss because he fancies her. Um, and she goes in to express her concerns. And Matthew Brilliant McFadden... Scene. I mean, watch it for that. 10 minute, 12 minute scene. And Julia is brilliant. Julia is well. superb in that. Matthew superb. McFadden is superb in that. But they play that scene. You could almost is, make a short film. You could. Of just that, that scene. scene. That scene is the best portrayal of corporate sexism at work. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. The slow gaslighting of In fact, the person. They should saying, make that scene into a short film. That they should. They should. Okay, well, let's sum it up. What would you, how would you summarise well, it? It's really difficult to summarise because I can't think of anyone that I would say watch this and would like it. <laughs> right. But Maddie might, our eldest daughter mm. might, but... You've got to be willing to go there. You've got to sit with it. You, yeah. There's no, there's no fireworks. There's no colour. There's no... But it, it's great storytelling. Mm. It's great. It's sushi great storytelling. And char great character, character portrait. Portrait, yeah. Yeah. So I'm really you... glad I watched it. What would you give it out of 100? 100? How come we've suddenly gone to 100? Because that's what we do on the Popcorn Junkies it's now. It's too difficult to... You can't, you can't really do that because it's not really... Because what, what am I... How am I, how am I marking it? Am I As marking the... it in how I think... How many... Because I don't think many people will like it. So I don't want to say I mark it out of 100 out of 100. And then so you're opting out of the scoring system. The Guardian marked it. They gave it 5 out of 5. It, I suppose it's just very difficult because it wasn't what I thought I was going to no, get. right. So I thought it was going to be much more Hollywood, the assistant. I was going to see the thing. I was going to see the girls. It's going to be a bit girls. more glitzy. But it's very, very arty. It's very a very, austere. very, very austere, sinister, unsettling, um, demanding watch. Yeah. But I thought it was, I can't fault it, it was brilliant. Mm. Yeah, I thought it was, a, I thought it was an astonishing character study. Uh, if, I had a, if I had a criticism of it, I do think that the, it would have sustained a short film, a very meaningful short film. There were some scenes in it which were brilliant. Um, I, I kind of think that, and I thought that a bit when I was watching it, but now I do think we were supposed to feel the discomfort of it mm. and the never-ending day of it. Mm. I think we were supposed to feel weary and just like, mm. you know, like we've had the strip lighting over our eyes all day. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was... Um, well, if I was to give it a score, I'd give it 75 out of 100. I'm not going to score it. Fair enough, she's not going to score it. There you go. We bring her to the popcorn junkies and she breaks yeah. the rules. You're always such a rebel. You don't like being hey, told what to I'm do. I'm a rebel. For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.